0: Hello, listeners of Who Can It Be Now with Marilyn Aloria. It's Dr. Terry Levine here from the Modern Coaching Method podcast. It's a podcast where I give super short business tips for coaches and consultants to add an additional six figures to their business. Check out episode 26, where I talk about conducting deep dive breakthrough sessions to transform lives. And now, here's your host, Marilyn Aloria. We are live, just like that. Why do we have any? <laughs> let me tell you something. Cats scream at me and I don't like it. Hi, everyone. I am so friggin' excited for this interview, but before I even let the person speak... We are talking to Anna Maria Vasquez, and she is truly, truly one of my dearest friends. I love her so much. And anybody who knows me and um, has heard me interview Anna Maria before, and this is going to be on my podcast as well, um, knows how much I care about Anna Maria, because Anna Maria is the type of person who we, I don't, I think we met probably about seven, eight, maybe nine years ago. Um, Anna Maria, do you know?
1: I think it's more like 10. I, I think I interviewed you developing your intuition on my summit.
0: Yeah. So it might be like 10, I was about 10 years ago and she's probably the only person I'll partner up with to do classes with or do anything with, because she has my back more than I have my back. And she's just such a truly gifted person. And the conversation we're going to have today is about nature and her new book, which is Nature, Divine Experiences with Trees, Plants, Stones, and Landscapes. And I'm really excited to talk to her about this. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about her because one of the things, Anna Marie and I were just communicating about this. One of the things that both of us do is we like giving people t- uh, tools and techniques to read for themselves. And nature is such, and she's the expert on it, not me, such an incredible way to get answers when you're seeking them. It's such an incredible way. Sometimes I'll talk to Anna Maria and we'll get on a call and I'll be like, girl, you're glowing. Where were you? And she's like, I was out in the trees. (laughs) And she's got this beautiful light coming out of her. So let me just tell you a bit about her. For those of you who don't know her, um, Anna Maria Vasquez is a multi-sensory animal and nature intuitive. She's a natural energy reader who lifts the veil between what's happening in the 3D world and the energetic patterns behind it. Through teaching, speaking, and remote sessions, and I've had some of those sessions, they're unbelievable. anna Maria's profound connection with the natural world sources are, <laughs> let me try that again. anna Maria's profound connection with the natural world sources her in helping you understand the messages coming from the animals and nature while unpacking your intuitive backpack. And that's what I love about her because we are about giving you the tools to unpack your own friggin' backpack and get your answers. She's also the author of Nature, Divine Experiences with Trees, Plants, Stones, and Landscapes, a shamanic practitioner, a certified certified intuitive strategist, and a sacred stories luminary. I freaking love that. (laughs) Learn more at intentiontraining.com. That's intentiontraining.com. And for people on the podcast, it'll be in the show notes below how you can reach her and how you can buy her book. And then Facebook, once we're done with this interview, I will put it on the post. Anna Maria, hey!
1: Yay. It is always so fun when we get to be together. Again, because of our connection outside, but just in this industry, right? You click with some people and you you don't click or you get to see behind the curtain and then you're like, e. yeah. <laughs> And Marilyn is one of those people that what you see is what you get. This is who yeah. she is, whether we're on a private call or whether cameras are rolling. And I love that because that authenticity, that integrity is so important to me and you know we're in a promotional period of this book so I'm getting interviewed all over the place and it's fun right but there's certain folks where I'm like oh my gosh this is going to be the best I look at my calendar and I'm like oh I don't even have to worry it's just going to be flowing it's going to be fun in your community I love your community there's such like-hearted souls and it's just, it's fun. It's not work, right? It's
0: not a thing. <laughs> so true. So, so let's talk about, I'm going to ask different questions and maybe you've gotten asked before. Um, let's start with the book though. Tell us a little bit about, okay, give us a summary of the book and why this book is a powerful thing that was birthed from you. And Anna Marie and I have been talking about it because we're both in the common sentient series and she's been helping me as I write mine now tell me a little bit about this book so people can really engage in it and really get the wisdom that you have in it.
1: Yeah, what I love about this book, but again, it's part of a series. Each book is set up this way, where the first part is the intro, you know, by the featured author. So in this case, it's me talking about nature. And I talk about the various aspects of nature, like trees and rocks. And I give you an insight to their energetics, like what's happening aside from it just being a tree there or just being a rock or a lake or or whatever it may be. And then I explain those energetics so that when you're experiencing it, you have a better understanding and how a tree might communicate with you, you know, like through your different channels, your intuitive channels am I echoing back on you?
0: Not at all. It might be you. You might need a headset, but I'm not hearing it. So we're good on our end. Okay, perfect. And
1: I explain those mystical aspects of nature. And what's been fun is hearing feedback from folks, you know, other colleagues who, who, who understand these aspects and they're like, oh my gosh, it took me to another place. And then to people who, who love nature, but who haven't, experience these pieces i've been hearing this is so fascinating i can't move past the first part because i'm trying to take it all in so i love that feedback for that first part of just explaining the the mystical how it takes shape in nature the second part is so beautiful because Just like nature, right? We're in a community and the better we all do, the better we all do. Mm -hmm. And so we have a collection of true stories from folks who've had mystical and divine experiences in the natural realm. And so you get to go through that and experience that with them. And what I've heard from folks is it opens up possibilities for them too. I keep getting feedback from folks. They're like, I'm halfway through the story section and I've had all these amazing experiences with rocks and trees and, and that bush over there in my backyard. And then the third section, I give you practical tips, exercises, and activities that you can do, right? Like, no tools needed just go outside or visualize it you know in your apartment in your high-rise to connect deeper with the natural realm and then there's a appendix at the end where i share you know when i do readings i do rock readings and tree readings and plant readings and we'll just see what comes through and so i share some of the common ones that i work with what they are what their symbolism is to try and help people set up their own dictionary symbology of the natural realm and and really really what it's trying to teach us because it has been just a backdrop for us for so long and we're being asked to remember this connection and it's like all these profound wise allies that we have and here we are struggling and suffering by ourselves Mm -hmm. and we don't it doesn't have to be that way
0: Now, there's something you said that I feel like I I just want to highlight. And then I have a question for you. She's talking about the middle of the book that has stories from others. And it's so true how you learn in a community, because we don't acknowledge things that happen in our lives sometimes, like these amazing, magical moments. And then when you read it in somebody else's story, you're like, oh, my goodness, that happened to me. And you realize it's so much more magical than, yeah, than you just wrote wrote it off as nothing, right?
1: And I think that's the thing that I'm experiencing is people, of course, you know, there's a lot of like hearted folks who are like, oh, I've been talking to trees for years. Right. And maybe they told people maybe they didn't. But I'm getting a lot of people going, oh, my gosh, you're not going to believe this. And then they're like, well, maybe you will. But this is what's happening. And I feel like that's the key to get us to have these conversations. So it's normalized. So it's not we don't dismiss it. So it's not you know, put off and that more of us can realize that this is inherent. This is more normal to have these experiences Mm -hmm. than to not have these experiences.
0: So let's go someplace with you right now and anybody, I would love your comments and for people listening on the podcast, I think we're going to do some fun little questions too. So um, I'd love to know if anybody has, think about it now, like have you had any experiences in nature That you're realizing were very profound experiences that moved you from one place to another. But Anna Maria, when did you first start realizing because you were doing animal, you're doing readings, you're doing all this shamanic work. And I know nature is throughout it. But where was this pivotal point for you with nature where you were like, it just woke you up to your soul?
1: Yeah, you know, I remember having a profound connection to trees when I was little, right? In the chaos of our mm-hmm. my living situation, you know, depending on the footsteps and the yelling and you know, I would hightail it out to the trees and we had these great huge um oh, spruces and and firs that you could go underneath, right? And it was like you're sheltered in your shield. Uh but fast forward, I was at a sp- apart in my life and i and i talk about this it's my one of my stories included in that middle section i had had this life tsunami right where it seems like everything falls apart i lost in the span of 18 months i lost my relationship i lost my job i lost my home (laughs) i lost everything i mean everything And I had this opportunity where, okay, if I'm going to rebuild my life, then I'm going to do it on my terms now because I did it the way I was supposed to do it. And look at what happened. Look where I'm at. I I was serious cyclical depression, suicidal thoughts. I was ridiculously overweight and all of these things that were pointing to not being fulfilled, not being in my center, not not standing in my power. I didn't even know what that meant, right? And so I said, well, I'm either going to, I'm going to take all of these universal principles and these spiritual platitudes, you know, we see them in Instagram and on Facebook and they get passed around and I'm like, well, they're either real and true and they work or it's a bunch of malarkey designed to just make me feel okay or good and pacify me until I die. And I thought, I want to know, I just want to know what it is. And so I took it into all of this, into my, living laboratory. And I had a teacher who told me, cause my heart's desire was to talk to animals, right? Like I already was connected to them, but I didn't hear them talking back to me. And I wanted that two-way conversation. That's what really drove me. And this teacher had me for 30 days, go spend time with my hands on a tree and mm. talking to this tree. 30 days? 30 freaking days, right? Wow. Go ahead. Days. And let me tell you, I go out there the first day, and it's, it's it, the story is much better than me telling this, but I go out there and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Am I touching you in the right place? I, where's your mouth even? How am I going to know if you're talking to me? And what am I going to do if someone walks up, right? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm going to do. I feel kind of silly. Even as much of a nature girl as I was, I felt very silly. So I was like, well, I'm just going to tell the tree. And I'm like, I feel ridiculous doing this. I don't know why I'm doing this, to be quite honest. I don't know if it's going to work, but someone who I trust and other teachers have told me this works to do this. Well, I did it for three weeks and nothing happened except I stood outside touching a tree, right? Talking to myself, (laughs) it seemed. And somewhere during that fourth week, I was in my living room. I wasn't even outside and I asked a question out loud. And I heard a response audibly mm. and it felt, even though I heard it audibly in the living room, I, it felt like it came from outside by the tree. The sun is moving here. I'm going to be all illuminated like I'm an, an angel. Well, you are, you are. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that a great, thank you, son. Um, so I hear this and I'm like, oh my gosh, is is that you? And the tree is like, yes. And I'm like, how is that even possible? What is going on? And have I had a break? From reality, right? Because I'd been through a lot. There was a chance that I was just having a mental break. And I talked to the tree and I asked it questions. And actually, one of the first things that came out of my mouth, and this is the humanness, right? Is I was like, oh my gosh, I'm glad you're talking to me, but I don't know what to do with a talking tree, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I asked to talk to animals. So, what am I going to do with this, right? Like, it's so human, right? Now I laugh at it because it's so funny. And the tree assured me, This is just a recalibration process. You're going to be talking to animals, but this is where it's starting. And I, and the tree was absolutely right. Her name was Ruby and she was a red pine, which was part of my like interrogation of her asking her, well, what's your name and what kind of tree are you? And when she said she was Ruby and a red pine, I was like, that's a little too on the nose. (laughs) Like, I don't know, you. someone's making this up. And I did, I got her her identified and, and she was a red pine. And everything she told me, right? Like I could verify, I would go and double check on answers and she verified everything. And I I started to trust her so much. And, And sure enough, not long after that happened, the animals started like literally showing up. I took my dogs out one night and they went one direction and I turned around and I almost tripped over a dog that I swear was sitting right there. And I was, and then it disappeared. And I was like, what was that? And I heard, you'll know when it's time. Mm
0: -hmm. So the next
1: day at this point, I had been doing general life coaching with people, right? I just wasn't doing animal communication yet. And I'm in this session and I hear, ask her about the dog. And I'm like, what? And so I said, okay, well, who's the black dog with the white tips on his ears and the white on his chest? And it goes silent. I'm like, oh, see, I'm a fraud, right? Like this is made Mm -hmm. up. What a bunch of malarkey. And she starts crying Mm -hmm. and she goes, how is that even possible? That dog died 14 years ago. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you, but he was in my backyard last night. And so we went in and, and a beautiful message came through her. And it was like the floodgates were opened because at that point, from that point on, The animals started coming in. Uh, The trees stayed my mentor and my teacher from that point on and started introducing me to other trees, started introducing me to rocks um, and landscapes. And it just snowballed and it felt like these wisdom keepers, right? Like sharing this information with me in a really profound way. And again, it's great that I had that experience. It's great that I can talk to animals and trees, but it's more important that more humans remember that we can all do this. We are wired as humans because we are nature. Like the more of us that remember to do it, that's better. You know, and and it was the same in my development. I was so happy I could talk to animals. I was like, I'm going to do this till the day I die, right? Like, I'm just going to talk to people's animals. And after a while, people started saying, well, how do I do that? You know, Mm -hmm. tell me how you did it so I can do that. And that's when I started to dissect it. And I realized, oh my God, it's way more important that you remember how to do this than the fact that I can do it. My dog is yelling at me. I might have to get up for a
0: second. I I go through it all the time. You'll hear it. You know, I'll be like, oh, I got to go. Mike is ringing the bell. I got to let him out. Um, (laughs) Do you want to go get Monty? Yes, except it's Astro. Astro, right? Monty was your other dog, right? Maddie. Maddie. Close. Might be a Monty coming in. So it's a couple of things that Anna Maria said that I really want you guys to listen to, and please do keep the comments coming because I'll take a look at them in a minute. She talks about actually I'm going to wait till she comes back because I really want her take on this because I really love a few of the highlights that she said. Is he going to come join us? Yes, he's right here drooling on me right now. <laughs> you going to come over here, Bubba's? I want to okay. see Astro. Everybody needs to see Astro. <laughs> now he's being shy. Okay. So the, quite a few things that you said that I feel are really important, but I want to talk about, um, you for, let's go back to the tree first. Cause she, so she said she went and touched a tree for 30 days, Anna Maria, what made you keep going back? Because what I want to get clear to people is the things that Anna Maria and I teach when this start stuff starts opening up, things will go haywire. It may feel like your life is falling apart, but really what's happening is you're coming home to your soul. When, what made you keep going out to that tree to touch it? Even after, you know, two and a half weeks, nothing's happening. It's that piece that I had been being taught, being taught
1: in my spiritual development about consistent and persistent, mm. right? Like there's this piece that we, as humans, we get so close and then we give up. So it really was just that I committed and was accountable to someone that said, I, I, I'm going to do this for 30 days, and then I'll let you know what happened, even if it's to prove you wrong at the end, right? <laughs> like yeah. I'm committed to doing this. I'm hoping it's work it's going to work. But part of me, I mean, I have a very healthy skeptical side, and I was like, I don't know about any of this, right? Like you No know one, this wasn't taught in my biology class <laughs> about doing this. So it really was, I want to try this because if it works. Wow. If it doesn't, then I know it doesn't. So I always look at my life like a living laboratory, right? Like I do have a biology. I love
0: Anna Maria always has the best term. She's like, here we grow again. Sandra said life tsunami because you said it. My life's a living laboratory. I love it. Keep going, honey. Yeah. I just want to highlight some of your most brilliant like phrases. (laughs) My Anna Maria isms. I love my students. Say they
1: hear it in their head. They're like, after a while, I ask a question and I hear you saying rinse and repeat or right. you know, take <laughs> so it into good. your listening. And so when I do that, when I take it into my living laboratory, I test it out and I see mm. what is true for me. What is real? Right monkey. You got to say, hi, thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what made you let go enough? Cause I know it's so funny. The book, this one of the stories in my book is about skepticism too. What made you so we have the skepticism. You're in your living lavatory. Your life is falling apart. What made you stick with it, and what do you think was the piece that allowed you to hear it?
1: And first try- of all, I had nothing left to lose. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I had hit rock bottom. I had I had to move back in with my dad at one point. I mean, that's how much I lost everything. And I was like, huh. I didn't think this, I didn't see this coming at all. Right. Like I did everything I was supposed to do. I followed all the rules. I was doing all of it and it, but it wasn't what resonated with me as truth. And so it really came down to, I have nothing left to lose and let's see if there's a possibility in here. Cause if there's even a glimmer of hope that something could change, um, then I'm in, I'm totally, I can be counted on to do it. Uh, The fact that it took almost the whole four weeks, right? Like I was like, oh, but it put that into me about consistent and persistent, whatever it is that I'm working with, whether it's energy, whether it's food, nutrition, um, I know we need to be consistent. And as we're learning to move through this, this density in a different way, again, consistent, persistent thoughts of a high vibration are going to attract in that which i'm looking to call in versus beating the drum of what i don't want all day and putting Mm -hmm. that transmission out so i understood i was understanding that there's more going on than i realized and again really i had nothing left to lose what else was i gonna do for 30 days right so you know 15, 30 minutes. It was probably more like 30 minutes where I would stand out there. And I just, the tree became my therapist, right? I would just, I, my little program was, I tell them what's going on in my life. I tell them how I feel about that. You know, like I'm really pissed off because here I am talking to a damn tree every day and you're not talking back to me. And this is my truth. My truth is we're all connected. There's unity consciousness. This is, this is a recalibration phase. And rinse and repeat, you know, the next day. But it was whatever was up that morning for me or that afternoon when I did it. And it really was, I have nothing left to lose but everything to gain. If if there's even a possibility that this could be real.
0: Love this. So we're talking about Anna Maria's book, Nature, Divine Experiences with Trees, Plants, Stones, and Landscapes. And I'm really going to recommend that everybody take a look at this book. So I want to move on with this, but before I do that. <laughs> Is Ruby still with you? Ruby was her tree with you today or what was it like leaving Ruby? Did you feel like when you physically moved away, was she still with you? Where is, where is she today?
1: I gotta get that bright light. I feel like I'm interrogating, right? Or being interrogated. None of this is working <laughs> either. Um, so I was in Wisconsin at that point. And I live in Colorado now, so I did have to leave. And part of that whole lesson was also leaving and learning about how the trees are connected. And so it was. <laughs>
0: yeah, <I know>. yeah. <laughs> so
1: funny. Uh, so it was the thought, right? When I got the nudge, you're going to move and you're going back to Colorado, because I had been in Colorado already. I had to go home because I had lost everything and my family was in Wisconsin. And so when I realized I was going to leave, I, I told Ruby and I was like, Oh my God, what what am I going to do? How can I leave? Right? Like this isn't going to work. And she was like, no, no, no. You're going to learn how to call in other trees that can be your teachers. Mm-hmm. And so she actually passed me off to another tree. It was, um, oh, I believe it was a big elm tree and his name was Leo. And he <laughs> told me to connect to start to feel in and call in the trees on the property of where i was going to be living and you know i'm still i was still skeptical even though all this was happening i still felt very skeptical about it and i started doing it and when i moved to my new place and i walked up to the property i knew right away i'm like oh my god that's alice that's the tree that's been talking with me so it wow. felt like you know like when you move someplace new and you get a friend that's there. That's what she was, and that was an amazing piece. And they taught me to do that. So even when when I met my 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 beloved James, and I was going to be moving, well, I didn't know at the time I was going to be moving. I was just you know kind of getting to know him, and he had invited me out to to come over to to his property. And when I was driving, I, I must have been like a mile or two away and I could feel the trees. Mm. And I started crying because I could feel them And I could see them in the distance, right? Because it was a Vista. And I was like, oh, my God, this is where I'm supposed to be. So I need mm. to figure out my crap, right? Like <laughs> whatever's mm. up that would not let me go forward with this relationship and talk to these trees. And so they became the next set of teachers. And they actually took me under their tutelage for two years. And they didn't let me read or research anything about trees. Yeah. And then at the end of that, I was like a sponge, like reading everything. And there was so many new books that were out and published by like foresters and biologists who were confirming these things that the trees had been telling me. And so now it's just, that's where I go first. That's my first source of information. They see what they say. And then I compare it to, to what else is out there.
0: I love that because I've I've heard that before. Do you need to move your chair?
1: I might. Anna
0: Maria is a bright light right now. So I'll I know, just, right? Like I'll all just, I
1: am is pure light coming through.
0: <laughs> I'll just talk. Um, so I love what Anna Maria just shared, and I really want you guys to hear this. And I'd love to hear your biggest takeaways right now up until this moment. But the thing that she's talking about is trusting, even through the skepticism. And trusting the intuitive hits and doing things that other people would think are crazy. That's why you want to get into a light-minded community or read books like Anna Maria's. And then the trees told her not to read things. My guides have done stuff like this to me. It's happened to other teachers I have talked to. Don't do this. Don't don't look at that. Don't read this. And they give you all the information. And what happens? I feel Anna Maria, and you keep doing what you're doing. Is it doesn't? What happens is you get it confirmed later on if you read stuff, and it's like, oh, that's totally cool but it also doesn't dilute your experience. Like you get to have a very powerful experience. Is that what you found too?
1: Well, right. Cause I didn't have any outside sources to lean on. And so I had to be in the trust. And I mean, there was some wacky stuff, right? Like peeing on a tree (laughs) and you know, what happens when we pee right around a tree and it can read us it can read our field Hmm. there's even this whole line of belief that gardeners at the end of your gardening session to wash your feet off into a bucket of water or a bowl of water and put that in your garden because your vegetables will read what you have and what you don't have and they will begin to make that wow i know right and then it's like food dialed into you so it was very interesting um, working with them in that way and trusting. So I would go out, you know, I'd spend hours with them. And then I'd come home at night and James would be like, so what did the trees talk to you about today? And I'm, sometimes I could articulate it and sometimes I couldn't. And But we both of us spent weeks and weeks peeing on different trees while, but it wasn't like a, I'm peeing on you. It's like I'm delivering information for yeah. you to help me to understand and and sometimes that tree would deliver it and sometimes it would be like well you can pick up your results at that tree over there <laughs> instead. so it was very it was they have a sense of humor too right cuz i want to get really serious and student and do yeah, it and yeah. overachiever and they just kept such uh such a sense of humor right and yeah. so it, to be able to share that with other people is, is really fun.
0: So that's great. So I have a, a question for you. Where do trees come from? This is like
1: the, where do babies come from conversation? It might be. When so you to, go ahead. We've got the biological aspect, right? We understand right. that the seeds and, and the genetic material being passed on and that but my understanding, and it gets broadened all the time, right? I feel like like any of us who are authentic in 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 this work and in their work knows we're always still
0: learning. Yep. And it's still shifting uh, yep. and expanding and growing. This yes. is what I know today. It's gonna it may change tomorrow. Yep, keep going. Yeah.
1: And the more people
0: that remember on whatever
1: level, it raises the vibration and allows me to go in and listen deeper or you or, or any other teachers that are really heart-centered and really um committed to bringing through light and so you know i believe that first of all it's life force energy that is running through the tree but i believe that there is a soul attached mm. not just like a tree spirit that's a whole nother thing with the elementals but the tree itself and i believe that that soul has that post right like that's their post my post is here in a human body helping humans remember that tree for whatever reason right like I remember coming across a tree that had said as a human he had been involved in war for so long like in Mm -hmm. in over 200 years in his embodiments and he was just so wounded from that experience of war for 200 years and he just needed to clear his field he just needed to be and so he chose to be a tree you know and most trees are going to go you know one to two hundred years it just depends and if humans don't you know interrupt it can go even longer so different kinds of souls maybe they've in incarnated as humans before maybe they haven't maybe they've been beings on on other planets or in other galaxies but i absolutely believe that it is very similar to us as you know life force energy animating this body but there's a soul at at the essence of it and it shows to be a stone being or a tree or a plant or a dog or you
0: or me you know i was going to ask you that if if that soul is in because her book is nature it's all about nature so, does everything in nature have a soul? The rocks, the. In your book, which parts of nature do you cover? Mm-hmm.
1: We cover plants, trees, rocks, and landscapes. Um, Ooh, we do landscape touch on. I know, it's really great. And, you know, we all know we're drawn to different landscapes because there's different power that's associated with them, different energies. Um, we also have a story or two about crystals and fairies, right? So it's, it's very broad in terms of the natural realm. Um, back to your question about a soul and all of that, I think our human understanding is very limited. And so I think it's sometimes difficult to articulate the other piece. So, like when you've got a rock, right? So, I, I'm looking here at these 14,000 foot mountains, these peaks, right? And then we've got all these freaking rocks, right? We live in the Rocky Mountains. There's rocks everywhere because <laughs> they came off of that mountain. And so, to me, that mountain is the original solar energy. And then every fragment that comes off of it contains it, kind of like every drop of water from the ocean contains the whole ocean that kind of thought right so there's it's a little more complex than maybe we typically look at but i believe that you know first of all everything is energy and everything really is alive and we affect it and we can either we can either team up with it you know become allies and really resonate at a high vibration with it or we can be working against it all the time. Right. And we know that with any energy in our life, you know, the energy of money, we can either work with it or we can be ah working against it all the time.
0: So is nature for all of us, is it communicating to all of us at all the time and everybody can do it. Everybody can talk to nature.
1: The thing is, is, we are nature, right? Like we just came out of the woods or out of the caves or wherever. And I think that at this time it's coming together because, you know, 80% of the population around the world lives in urban areas. And depending on your socioeconomic status and location, you may not. There's a lot of people that don't have easy access to the natural world, but I don't believe that that is a disadvantage. I actually believe that it's happening for us to remember at a deeper level. So, those who can't, you know, I could just go right outside and hug a tree right here yeah. or a rock or whatever. But I know what it's like, you know, to live in an urban area and to be removed from that. But what I believe then is happening is we're being asked to work more energetically because the human mind doesn't know if you're imagining a rock or you're holding a rock right there. Same thing with the tree. And I feel like we're being pushed into the energetics to um, overcome these 3D illusions of, of separation that we have in, in every area of our life. And I feel like those who feel like maybe they're more disconnected from nature, that they are really being called to work those energetic muscles. And as humans, we're, we're inherently wired to have these connections. You know, it used to be when we were all still in tribes around the fire, we had one person who listened, right? The medicine man or woman or the shaman and they would listen, they would connect with nature and they had to connect first for survival, right? Like they had to pay attention to what were the animals doing? What were the rocks doing? What was the trees and the lakes doing for survival? And then it would they would take it into the dream time and share with the tribe. Well, we're at a time where each of us needs to be our own medicine man or woman. Because just the way that we're living, the way that we're organized, right? We're very loose tribes now, but we need to have that connection. And because there's so many competing voices, right? Like all the time, mm-hmm. you know, messages coming in and unseen vibrations, you know, from, from this computer, from my phone, from ever the router, everything, you know, radio waves, microwaves, and all of those scramble the messages, And make it difficult to hear right it's a little staticky but when we connect to nature when we spend time in nature or visualizing nature for at least you know at least 20 seconds but you know even longer you know 5 10 15 30 minutes is best we come back to our center it's the quickest way to come back to our center and remember what's really true for us so anytime we're in self-doubt anytime we're feeling that lack of confidence We really want to connect with the natural realm because we're going to remember the the quickest, and it's because it's happening on a biological, physiological level and an energetic level. And remembering that we don't have to do it by ourselves.
0: I love that. So there's, I have a story about Anna Maria that um, when I was looking for this house, I was struggling. Uh, It was, and I'm not going to get into the whole story because it's about Anna Maria, and I have more questions for her. And I called her. I was coming up to, I didn't, I wasn't going to come up to look at the place and. I did a reading with Anna Maria and she's like, go up this weekend. I was like, there's no houses on the market. And she's like, go up this weekend and check it out. And I said, well, how am I going to know this house? I'd already seen like a hundred houses. And she's like, talk to the trees. The trees are going to be there. The trees will tell you. So that weekend I came up to where I was looking in Northern Cal and I did focus on a place. I finally found like the location, like the, the town I wanted to focus on. The next week I, I, walked into the house that I now own. And I'll show everybody, everybody knows this view. I mean, this is my view, all trees, the whole house is just facing a forest of trees. And my entire body shook. And That's how good Anna Maria is, and that's how beautiful. And what's interesting, what you just shared, Anna Maria, and it was so magical for me and so amazing because I was in a difficult time, and I trust Anna Maria more than I don't go for readings, but Anna Maria is somebody I will go to because I trust her completely. But something, Anna Maria, too, that you just uh, said that was interesting is I have an interesting time channeling in this particular house, and now you just put another piece in for me But I I walk in nature constantly and it's constant communication. So you're telling us that anybody, that's where we're going to discover our truth. That's where we're going to discover our soul. Like, what do you feel like for the newbie who's going out there and knows that they're attracted to nature or wants to experience the answers for themselves? What is a piece of advice you give them when they're starting to experience nature?
1: Well, the first thing is your intention is your superpower, right? Mm -hmm. Like we just walk through life and we're just on default and we're playing these woe is me stories or, oh no, she better not. And you know, like we got all this stuff, but when we're asked, we're like, oh, I'm creating this intentional life full of love and light and my purpose. But that is not what we're putting out, right? Like Mm -hmm. this little brain, this is like a transponder here and it is putting stuff out and when we are intentional about what we're putting out that's when it shifts so first of all go out you don't have to expect you know a talking tree or bush or rock or lake or whatever but you can set the intention for connection and go out you know again do what works for you anytime is going to be helpful uh, but you know it seems like i'm hearing from all of the experts who study you know the actual emission of Negative ions and 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 those um, free electrons that are floating around that source us. That fifteen to thirty minutes is the sweet spot for really receiving mm. that. And so going outside, even without an agenda, without like I'm going to do this three mile loop and because that's how we mm-hmm. are, right? We're like I'm going to yeah. do that, <laughs> and I got my water bottle, I got my my trail mix, and you know, and that we don't leave room for anything else to happen. So if we set the intention, I'm going to go out and I'm going to have connection, right? Then when we're drawn and we don't even know why to a particular tree or rock or stream side, we can follow that nudge and ask, right? Then we can ask what's on our heart and mind. Take that out there, you know, instead of just playing the same old thoughts and stories over and over, you know, put that, that formula that I used, what's going on in your life? How do you feel about it? And what's really your truth, right? Like Mm. that negative bank statement, that's not your truth. I cannot tell you how many negative bank statements I took out to the trees, right? (laughs) When I was in that spot, rock bottom, right? And so the most miraculous things happened. I had a stranger pay my rent. Wow. And it was all within that time of connecting deeply. And I really had to let go of a lot of control issues. I was just going to say surrender. Right, and surrender and accepting help. Right, no, I'm the one who's supposed to be giving money to people, I'm the one who's supposed to donate to help people, I'm not supposed to be the one who receives it. And so, a lot of clearing, a lot of aspects. But I will tell you, I'm the poster child for creating a life that you love. I went from that, right? Like, it reminds me if anyone is is in the Christian faith and they remember the story of Job, right? Like, Mm -hmm. he's lost everything, he's sitting on a pile of ashes, scratching himself with a broken vase, right? I felt that I was that. And yet there was like, all right, I'm being told there's another possibility. Let's see. And it turns out it's real. (laughs) It's true. And it creates that little formula I gave you, right? Like connecting. First of all, think about trees. They're antennas. They're Mm -hmm. these huge antennas and rocks are these harmonic beings that are constantly at regular intervals, putting out, and drawing in specific energies at very specific times and at very specific frequencies. And when we add our intention and we tap onto that, it's like wherever two or more are gathered, but super powered. And it doesn't have to be another human. It can be an animal, a tree, a rock. And so when we go and we use that formula, I'm a human having this experience. This is what's up for me. This is how I feel about it. But this is what my truth is. Even though the 3D is showing me all this other Michiganas, it doesn't matter. My truth is abundance, prosperity, connection. And to stand for that because when that other shit shows up, it just gives you a choice point. Am I going to succumb to that old energy and just go right back down that path that I already know? Or am I going to stand in my truth and stand for something different, even if I even if it feels ridiculous?
0: Love that. Such great advice um what were the questions again that you said for the tree that you asked that was so beautiful you mean the the, the name formula. or the
1: formula that i use
0: the formula
1: what's going on i always say what's up for me right that's my language so what's up and so i'll come out to the trees or the rocks or, or whatever What's up right now? How do I feel about it? Right. Because we have a story Mm -hmm. and the financial one's great. So we can say, oh my God, my account, I got dinged another $35 because another check bounced or whatever. Mm -hmm. This is how I feel about it. I feel pissed off. Right. Because here I am doing all this spiritual work and doing all these activations. And are you kidding me? I'm still broke. Like being honest, we can't love and light over all of this. We need to bring Mm -hmm. that authentic uh, realness to it. So What's up? I'm broke as a joke. And the bank is reminding me daily. I'm upset. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm scared. Whatever it is, give it some time. Let it all out. Don't censor anything. And then the last one, even though all that's going on, even though that's what the 3D is showing me, my truth, I'm standing for abundance, prosperity, peace, harmony, whatever it is, and then going from there and not beating the drum of what I don't want for the rest of the day, staying focused and beating the drum on what I do want and everything that shows up in my energy and my thoughts and my field gives me an opportunity to say yes or ooh, not that, but instead I'm choosing this. Love and that. Rinse and repeat. I mean, it's the formula that you use for everything. I mean, you're waiting on medical information on your animal, right? Like we will freak the hell out and Mm -hmm. we will play every horrible scenario in our head. That's what we're putting out into the universe. Mm -hmm. We don't want that. So instead, right, like how could this turn out for the best for all of us? If I'm going, going to be broadcasting, at least I can broadcast some intentional pieces. But before we get to that, we have to be honest, right? Like I'm scared my dog's gonna die or I'm scared my cat's gonna die or I'm scared whatever it is. We have to be honest with that because we try and keep a lid on it, and then act like we're trying to be these powerful manifestors. And you're working against yourself every single time. Soon as we bring in
0: authenticity, things start to shift. I remember if anybody has any questions for Anna Maria, put it in the uh, comments because we'll maybe take a couple of questions. But um, I re- just I remember when I was doing my own abundance work, like finding abundance everywhere there's abundance in nature. It's like, you just talked about peace in nature, you know, those different attributes in your own personal life. And nature is such a representative of that. Um, And I find it interesting about everything having a soul because when I pick up my dog's poop, if a rock gets in the bag, I have to release the rock. I feel so bad for the rock. (laughs) (laughs) You just confirmed that for me. You just She was just like thanking me with a prayer. So those rocks are important. Well, and
1: it's, what's even more important is that whole life consciousness, right? How Mm. often do we just go through life sleepwalking, picking up the poop, throwing it away? You know, we don't have, we don't bring a whole life consciousness to what we're eating, how we're eating it, where it's coming from, you know, like it just, it all matters because everything is energy and it's not, it's not a list of do's and don'ts, but it's about your intention and bringing consciousness and mindfulness to it and then do what you will right like but bring the consciousness to it and that piece about no man left behind right like, you're not gonna drag that rock out of there it's 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 high level
0: yeah and i feel so the, here's a question for you and, and guys if you have any questions and we're talking about anna maria's book which i'm super excited about nature divine experiences with trees plants stones and landscapes and it's available on amazon and uh we will make sure that um, the link is in the show notes and I already put it on Facebook. Anna-Marie, Maria, is your feeling about taking things from nature?
1: First of all, that's a great question. And a lot of us right, are leaning in now because we're like, I got a pocket full of rocks, right? yeah. <laughs> or, or a basket or a box or, or, you know, I'm looking at some pine cones here on the Go table ahead. and we take them. Because we feel the resonance. We don't even know why, right? Like, I don't know why that rock looked good and it was in my friend's driveway and I picked it up and put it in my pocket. The, the, the high vibe side of that, the light side of that is we feel the resonance. We don't know why, maybe, sometimes we do, but we feel it. The low vibrational side is us doing something to nature instead of being in collaboration. And And it's it reminds me of what the trees told me, that humans are a lot like toddlers, right? We're super cute and funny and entertaining but we don't have a lot of manners right like we just take and we do and we touch and we you know and and so it's again it's not a list of do's and don'ts but it's about bringing that whole life consciousness and asking you know can i take this rock we don't know that rock may have a whole nother life that it's doing. Yeah. It's got a job. It's in an, it's part of an ecosystem and we're just blindly grabbing them out. So again, I don't say it to make anyone feel guilty or to yeah. release your rocks back into the wild or, or anything like that. I mean, you may come across a rock that's like, yeah, I've been bummed for the last 10 years that I'm sitting in your window instead of, you know, wherever, sometimes you'll get a lot of compassion. They're like, no, I know, I knew you needed me. And even though you didn't ask. But moving forward, right, when we know better, we do better. (laughs) And so moving forward, we ask. Even before, you know, hugging a tree, going up to a tree, we ask, you know, is it okay? Because they might be doing something else most of the time. All of nature is very accommodating to us. They're very happy that we finally notice them. Yeah, <laughs> And so they will say it, but I have had trees before say, you know, I'm in the, I'm doing other stuff. I'm not the best tree for this, you know, and, and that's fine. And so you may hear it, you may just feel it, right? If you're brand new to this, you just walk up to a tree and, and you say, you know, I'd like to do whatever I'm gonna do, is this okay? And you'll either feel light or heavy or you'll feel pulled forward or pushed back a little bit. And Or some people will hear a yes or a no or feel a yes or a no. So it's very subtle energies that you're you're tuning into, but it helps you, again, right? Better etiquette. <laughs> so we're not such schmucks running around doing whatever we want, but it also tunes us into the subtle energies so that as we begin to connect with, with these various beings, we catch what's coming through, right? We're, we're tuned in enough, and that's the beauty of that first section of the book. Is it really dissects that, breaks it down, it gives your brain something to munch on while you're playing in the energy.
0: I Love it. Well, I'm getting some great questions, so I want to ask about that, that. And I'm, you know, it's interesting. I never thought to ask the tree, and ever since I, when I started reading, after readings, I would be like, you know, you know what it's like. I would leave and I'd have to touch trees and put my hands on flowers. But I always felt like it was okay. I can kind of, I think intuitively, I probably knew which trees I could touch, with, but mm-hmm. I won't, or couldn't. Before I take these questions, there's some great questions coming in, guys. Keep asking them. Do you have to give something back? Because I studied with a tarot teacher who was also a shaman. And she's like, you can't take anything from nature without giving something back. And then can you give back energy? if it's not tobacco, not salt, not, okay. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. And we talk about that in the third part of the book, right? Like what we're
1: doing and, and um, it's not about, you know, this for that uh, or, you know, it's not about the stuff. It really is about the energy and the intention and Mm. really understanding that there needs to be an equal exchange of energy going on with whomever we're working with, right? Like at the grocery store with the pizza delivery guy, you know, there needs to be an equal exchange of energy. Not that they feel they're getting ripped off or you feel you're getting ripped off, but everyone feels good about the exchange. And it's the same thing with nature. And in a lot of our indigenous cultures and, and the trainings and teachings that I've gone through, too, it's it's been taught very strongly. You give back again, whether that's something from nature, you know, a, a, a sage or tobacco or any of these pieces, sweetgrass, cedar, uh, maybe a special crystal. But if you can't do that, you don't have it right. There are times that I find, oh, my gosh, I left my medicine bag, you know, <laughs> and I don't have anything simply holding the space. Well, two things. One, simply sending love, right? This Mm. energy of honor, respect, and love truly, right? Like that is huge. And we know that with each other, when we feel that from someone, oh, like they couldn't, no bouquet of flowers would have been any better than that with that exchange that they gave us. And the other thing that we can do is we can hold the space for that tree, that rock, that lake, that mountain, for them to receive whatever they need, right? It's not just about us taking, but maybe there's a particular energy that they could use. And again, we don't even have to know what it is, but we're holding the space and the intention that they receive it. Whatever energy it is, whatever frequency, a harmonic, uh, sometimes, you know, the trees will be like, well, I would like a particular crystal or some crystals, or that's a nice bracelet you got on, you know, like whatever it is. But it's more about being in the exchange and not doing something to nature to animals love that
0: okay so sarah asked uh any comments about why kids are drawn to rocks and then gentry said my youngest comes home a so pocket full of rocks all the time it's that
1: resonance right like they don't know why but they remember and especially the younger kids right like they still have those tailings from the ethers that's why they are seeing things they're experiencing things that our adult mind has already programmed out so the best thing right is to bring um the attention right like you If somebody just grabs you and says, come on, we're going to go play over here, you don't like that. You like to be asked or invited. And so it's a great thing to teach our children, right? Because then also they learn to have a different relationship with the land, right? Like one of the things that's happening in these eco relationships is it's not just us doing to the land. It's, you know, say you have a piece of property. Go spend time on the land. Ask it what it wants to be. Ask it what wants to come through it instead of us going, well, this is the cheapest route and I'm going to cut down all these trees and, you know, like really be in communion with the land and it's going to share a lot of stuff and it might even reveal. Some interesting sacred aspects to the land that you know it 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 would behoove you not to mess with, and so it's just another level of whole life consciousness. But kids, again, they're they're so great, right? Even with talking with animals, they get it. They're like you talk in your brain, right? Like they just they just understand it. And I remember when um, we were teaching one of our grandkids about trees being individuals, right? Like they're beings. So we're riding our horses through the trees and she's like, what's that tree's name? What's this tree's name? You know, and after about 30 minutes of that, "Spirit, you gotta help me here, right? Mm -hmm. And I told her, I said, you know, when we go to the mall or we go to the grocery store, there's a lot of humans around us, but we don't necessarily interact with all of them. Right. Right. So it's just like that. You don't have to talk to every tree. You don't have to name them all. You don't have to get a name from all of them. Uh, it's the ones that you're looking to interact with. And and it's just like we see other humans and, and we don't necessarily interact with them. But yeah, after 30, 45 minutes of
0: what's this tree's name? That's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. So here's a question from Lynn. Um, hi, Lynn. Anna Maria. When you speak to the trees, are you speaking to the soul of the tree or the nature spirit? Dryad. How do you say that word? Dryad? Dryad,
1: dryad is what I say. I don't know if it's right. Okay.
0: Dryad of the tree. <laughs> If you speak to both, you ask for different types of info from each?
1: So Lynn actually has a story in the book about crystals, which is phenomenal. And, and again, their individual power, our individual power to perceive. And again, uh, permission and, and entering in consciously. So me, myself, I talk to the soul of the tree. I am aware of the nature spirits, right? So this is the way I look at it. So like as a human, I have my soul, and then I've got all these guides and spirits, you know, that are assisting me in different ways unseen predominantly, and they're assisting. And that's the way that I and it's very dumbed down and simplified and it's way more complex, but that's the way that I understand it. So there's the tree, it also has a nature spirit and it may also have some other elementals that are working with it. The way that I'm wired, I talk specifically to the tree. Now there are times that I do want to, or need to talk to the elementals and I'll address them as I'd like to talk to, uh, the nature spirit overseeing this tree or this plant or this lake. Mm -hmm. Um, but for myself, I typically am drawn to the soul, but the folks who work in the elemental realm, they have a whole different understanding of subtle energies and they're often the ones that will see the faces. Uh, In the tree, and they are usually easy, easy to discern, is that the nature spirit or is that the trees, you know, image coming through, sometimes it's one or the other, sometimes it's a mixture of both. Uh, But folks who have that strong connection to the elementals, right, the fairies, the nature spirits, um, they I just feel like they're wired a little differently and they they they're even more finely tuned into those subtle energies. And so they can have completely different conversations even than than what I'm having.
0: I love that answer. I actually do see those things and uh, that people, you know, I'll be like, look at that. Guy, what is he doing? Why is he leaning there? And what? And then I get close, and I'm like, "Oh my goodness, it's a tree." <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting. So um, I have another question, but I want to just say to Gia. Gia said, I have many pine cones and rocks on my altar. So now she's freaked out. So you can address. I don't think she has to be freaked out. She could just yeah. ask them if they need to want to still be there or not, right? Yeah,
1: just ask, right? And a lot of them are like, hey, this is a great gig. I'm, I'm fine, right? have yeah. got good consciousness, right? And again, when we know better, we do better so it's not like you again you don't gotta release all of your rocks and pine cones back into the wild unless you feel drawn to that uh but it is about interacting with them differently um and going forward asking right like it's so funny i don't even pick flowers anymore no. right because i'm like oh do it's it. it's such a beautiful it's plain it's part right there you know I, I don't need that i can take a picture i can remember it i can you know whatever i it's just it's very different now there are things like my my partner james he's really good and this is the thing we're all wired differently yeah he has this thing with heart rocks he, this man will find a heart rock anywhere <laughs> we will just be in the strangest place and he'll be like is that a heart rock and it is like a big old heart rock that doesn't just kind of like with the nature spirits, that's not always the first thing that I'm drawn to, but he will bring me heart rocks. But he asks, he'll ask first because, you know, he learned that, too, because <laughs> we have a house full of rocks and crystals and bones and stuff that, you know, you, you have what you have. And now you can be um you can be a guardian and in an honoring way of whatever that is whatever nature aspect that is. And then going forward, just asking permission. But yeah, you, I'm sure your altar, as I'm listening in your, your altar allies are, they're happy that to be a part of that.
0: I think about all the pine cones I used to collect and burn in a fireplace because of the smell. I'm like, Ooh. And again,
1: great plants, even they will um, alter the way that they are to be more attractive to animals to eat or pick or whatever. So it's just about listening in and, and intentionality, right? Like uh, there are times, right? Like we do got to clean up some of that debris or it's a fire hazard around our house. So we might as well use it in yeah. an intentional way. So it, it just depends. And, you know, then there's the part where, you know, if I'm using um, again, we vote with our dollars, with everything, Is the company that you're supporting, do they support the Mm -hmm. earth? Are they sustainable? Are they thinking about that even uh, versus just trying to get the best price on something? Because we could diffuse, right? We could also just listen to the music. Um, You know, I have a plant machine that records the bioenergetic field of the plants and then plays it back in an audible tone. We can listen, right? Instead of burning sage, we can listen to sage and do a sonic sage clearing, So it's just like we're learning different ways to do it. Again, it's not wrong. It's not right. It just is. And is there another way we can do
0: it? I love that. Listening to Sage and do a song. Because I've used the energy of it without needing it. But the listening of it, that's fascinating.
1: Yeah. It's super cool.
0: Wow. Because you also listen to the trees and you hear sounds from them. Do you have that mechanism that listen? I have the you? machine
1: to hook up yeah. to a plant or to a tree and we'll pack it on the horses and go up into the mountains and especially during wild uh, flower
0: season. Oh, I know we have that now. It's so gorgeous. Yeah.
1: And right, like in the winter, the trees and the, and any plants, right, they're very within, drawn in. And so the frequencies are very slow and low. And so it's, you don't get good recordings, right? They're not very interesting. They're very low and slow. So now everything's starting to wake up. So we'll start right. Like I was charging the battery on the machine and everything. Cause we'll start going out to do some recordings now that spring is here, especially when summer, when everything's in full expression, is just really beautiful. And one of my mentors, one of my teachers can actually record rocks. I, wow. I have not been able to do that. And I've even tried like being the conduit and it it's, I'm just, it's not there yet. I guess I just got to practice a little bit more, but that's pretty phenomenal.
0: Love that. Okay. So my last question as a first time author and her book is nature, divine experiences with trees, plants, stones, and landscapes. Was there a part of this book that surprised you when you were writing it?
1: You know, I kind of felt... (laughs) just licking in my ear over here.
0: (laughs) I wasn't sure if you were typing or what.
1: (laughs) I know, he's just smacking his lips. (laughs) Like he just ate something. So I'm not sure about that. Um, You know, to me, it was what parts what parts wanted to come through, right? Cause I've been doing this work for a dozen years now at this point. And so it's a big body of work, right? Like I have whole courses just on trees, just on rocks, just on animals. Um, and so how do you condense that down? Right. And for me, it wasn't about, let me regurgitate what I say, what I know. For me, it was, what do you want to say, right? If I'm working Ooh. on the trees, if I'm working with the elements, what do you want to come through? and It's not so much being surprised by what came through, but the ways that it would come through or the times, right? Like anyone who's written knows you get to a point where you just hit a wall Mm -hmm. and you're like, I have said freaking everything there is to say. There's not another way to say that. There's not another way to explain it. I I can't do anything else. And I'm one who's like, when I get to that point, get to the water because the amplification of the water, connecting with the water, it's just so huge for me. And um, we have a natural hot tub. And so I would, I was out there and I was having a pity party to be quite honest, right? Like I'm on the 17th edit and they want something else or they want this explained differently. And I said, you know, I need to know you've got my back that you're going to bring through what needs to come through. And I kid you not, like I didn't even finish that sentence and this hawk, came from behind me, flew over my head and perched on a tree in front of me. And I was like, message received. You guys totally have my back. I I can be done whining now and I can collect myself, go in and sure enough, more information came through. But for me, it was always about coming back to what does nature want to say, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm entertaining. I got some good stuff, but It's not high level, like what nature herself wants to bring through. So whether I was talking about whatever aspect it was, I went to that source and asked, you know, like I connected myself in the best way I could locally and then to connect in globally and even galactically in in some situations. So
0: Mm, galactically, that's interesting.
1: Well, all the rocks here.
0: Our yeah. space
1: debris from other planets. Our whole freaking planet is the result of space debris hitting each other, and you know, creating and falling apart and coming back together. So we have <laughs> the dog and cat are playing here, right? Are they? Oh, can you show us? us?
0: I need to <laughs> see. Kitty. <laughs> and and they don't understand how big your dog is like oh he's 150
1: pounds of goofball yeah <laughs> his head is as big as the cat is right <sighs> <sighs> It's hysterical. Uh, yeah, so the rocks on this planet have galactic imprinting. So there are people, right? Like I am an Earth spirit. Like this, this is my home, man. I love Earth. Mm. I love it. I love it. I love it. I know it's hard, it's dense, but man, there's flavors and tastes and experiences that we don't get in other places. I'm like totally Zorba the Buddha, you know, and I love it. Um uh, but a lot of people that I work with they know they have this feeling of a of a galactic kind of um sourcing for them, right? Maybe they're Palladian or Syrian or or whatever, right? Uh, It's not that I haven't incarnated there, but this is my place, right? Like, Mm. I love this place. And so I can take in that. But what's beautiful is people who have a different take can receive something completely different from the rocks Mm. and connect them to a a remembrance or a knowingness that, that they may not get any other way. So I'm I'm very excited about that possibility for folks again being able to go even further than than maybe even what I could where I could take them.
0: I love that. Great. So uh we're gonna come to an end. What would you like? Is there anything that you didn't get to share that you would love to share with everyone? And again, go get Anna Maria's book. If you've read Anna Maria's book, review it. Um Please. yes, on Amazon because this is important work, guys. This kind of being with uh, nature, with animals, things that different things that are coming out in this book series is super important. And the way the books are being written are really beautifully written because, like Anna Maria said, they have a community aspect, they have a teaching aspect, and then they have an experiential aspect where you get to do things on your own. And the thing that's more important to me is people like Anna Maria who are writing, you know, these books and. we come from, and I'm writing one too, obviously, we come from a very, and Stephen Farmer, there's different authors, a very authentic place where we empower people who read it. So the book is a very empowering experience. So I just really go get a book, check it out, read it, and review it. What were you going to say, Anna Maria?
1: Well, I feel like, um, again, if you're resonating with what we're talking about, you're going to love this book, right? Whether you hadn't thought about it, right? I, I've got I know people who are like, I nature, e right. Like, I won't even go barefoot on my lawn. Some people will say, but they will they want to understand it more, right? Because a lot of it is just programming, right? We've been taught it's scary, you know, outside in the woods, something's gonna eat you, or you're gonna get bit by something or whatever. But a lot of these are fear programs to take us away from our power source, right, Rue? <laughs> and That's so cute. So if you already have a connection, it's going to go deeper. You're going to understand things that you didn't necessarily understand before. And it'll bring that understanding to you to go even deeper. And I think that anyone who's doing energy work, um, it's your power source. It's the place to get re-inspired. It's the place to get filled back up. It's the place to remember who you truly be. You know, in the middle of all these other voices telling us this is important or that's important. So taking that time again, I feel like our mental mind needs something to munch on. (laughs) It just keeps coming in from different angles Um, to munch on while we're working through these processes. And I feel like the information in here. It is, it's fascinating to me the way that it came through. It's easy, it's bite-sized, easy to take in, but it's profound, right? Like the information is high level pieces. And just like everything is cyclical, people are gonna get it in different places. Where are you? You're gonna get this part, you're gonna get that part, right? Just the asking permission is gonna blow some people's minds. So it meets you where you're at. And um, I, I definitely I, I feel like it's a great book for yourself. I feel like it's a great book to gift uh, to other people who have that connection to nature or who have that nature curiosity. It's a great place for that. And, and I would absolutely be delighted and grateful for any reviews on the book. That really does help us get the message out there. And mm-hmm. anyone who resonates with this message knows how important it is that the other humans remember Because as we remember this unity consciousness, we live our lives in a different way. And there's a lot of possibilities, even in the midst of the chaos that's going on right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. To be able to go into the peace of nature when you're through all this chaos. I mean, that was one of the things that I feel very blessed during the lockdown because I have so many hiking trails around me and I just walked constantly and it kept me very balanced and very sane. It was we
1: picnicked a lot. That was our favorite thing. We would just pack in, you know, whatever we wanted. You know, if we were normally going to go out someplace, well, we'll just make a picnic and, and go. We spent a lot of time by the rivers. We spent a lot of time at mountain lakes um, and just, you know, places in nature. We were, we were really yeah. blessed. I mean, it's right outside our back, our backyard, so uh, that it was a different experience that we had, but also, yeah. right, like, that, that's intentional, we've consciously created a life that's very connected to nature. And so when the rest of the world turned upside down, that didn't really affect us the same way, because our connection was someplace else.
0: Yeah, that I understand that. I mean, I moved like right before it. So Well, thank you, sweetie. Thank you, everyone. I love you. And I'm so excited for you. And congratulations. And uh, everybody, yes, please do look up Ana Maria Vasquez. And you can read about her more too. Also at intentiontraining.com. That's her website. And go pick up her book, Nature, Divine Experiences with Trees, Plants, Stones, and Landscapes. We didn't even get to landscape. No, we didn't even
1: get to that one. You
0: know what? Go read the book because that's where they can find out about landscapes and how landscapes are. Is that cool? Or do you want to say Absol- something? No, that?
1: absolutely. I think that's great. Right. It's impossible. There's so much in there to cover mm-hmm. it all. And I'm, I got to tell you and everyone else, right. Like I'm so honored and humbled to be included in this group, to be, you know, one of the authors, one of the, you know, what are we called featured authors, and but to do it with you, right. Like mm-hmm. this has been such a cool process. It's very individual, But to have a soul sister to talk about it, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, and to do it with this publisher, I have to tell you, I've got a lot of friends who have Mm. horror stories of working with publishers and they didn't see eye to eye. And, And, you know, not that we always saw eye to eye either, right? Like there are times that things poked me in the wrong way. But one thing I knew, no matter what was happening in the 3D Everybody involved could be counted on to do their inner work and then come back to the table, whether we agreed or didn't agree still. But that was huge. Right. Like I'm not looking for none of us are looking for this absolutely pristine, perfect experience. But we are looking for people to show up and meet us. And I feel like that's what's different here. There was a foundation of that and, and moving through. And part of it, you know, made it kind of a work in progress too, because they were seeing as the first books were being done, what it looked like and then how that could be replicated in, in, in these other topics. Um, but I feel like sacred stories publishing like that name is so perfect for, for what I went through, <laughs> what I'm seeing other authors going through and then the experience that, that that the readers are having with each of the topics. So it's pretty exciting. And yeah, I can't I wait to interview it. you.
0: <laughs> I know. And I agree with that comment about sacred stories and Ariel. I just shared about that uh, yesterday on another recording that'll be out on the podcast and how, you know, it pushed my buttons at times and I pushed hers and she held space for me. And it really has been an incredible, really great experience with that publishing company. And I feel really blessed that they invited me in as well. So I'm glad you gave a shout out to them because they really deserve it. And Ariel deserves it. So thank you for that. And Sacred Stories deserves it. Yeah. Great. Well, good. And so if you guys want to write a book, go out into nature, ask those beautiful questions and invite in an incredible experience into your life and follow how do we, what do you want to say to them, Anna Marie? Because me, it would be like, listen to your guides. So how do you want them, after this recording, after you hear this recording, after you hear this interview right now, whether you listen to it now or it's in Evergreen, tell them to give them some action-oriented steps and then we're going to end.
1: Yeah, well, just like you say, you know, listen to your guides.
0: To me, the trees, the rocks,
1: the stones, the landscapes are my guides, right? They're on my cosmic committee, mm-hmm. whether I'm out there, with a particular tree or whether I'm visualizing it, right? Like there are times that I'm laying in bed, having my cosmic committee Mm -hmm. meeting and I visualize, you know, there's a tree, there's that boulder, there's, you know, chief Joseph, there's, you know, all this, you know, myriad melee of different beings showing up. So it is about inviting in and listening, right? Like the trees have said more than once, you humans, you ask so much, you spend so much time asking, please show me a sign. Please tell me, please help me. But we spend very little time listening for the answer. Hmm. And I I feel like that's the perfect stopping point because what else is there? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we talk about going into the listening in the book too, and what that looks like and, and how to do that.
0: Good. Go get, I love that. Go, go listen, go get the book and listen some more. (laughs) <laughs> go into nature. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you, Anna Maria. This is great. Super excited for you. And uh, you guys can touch base with her at intentiontraining.com. Bye everyone. Thank you so Bye. much for participating.